No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. And welcome to another wonderful week with the Word Bros. I'm Kevin Cuff. Um, I am Bob Franz. Hello and welcome. We have a very special guest this week. But before we get into that, don't forget to go to thewordbros.com and pick up some of the Word Bros books. Do you know, I found a whole, um, today I was looking through some stuff because I had to mail something to a listener who bought some stuff. I, ha- I found a whole package of Full Moon Fredos. Did you? A whole package. I didn't even realize we had any of those left. And for those of you that don't know, Full Moon Fredo is something we did with uh, the wonderful Angela Sprecher, who you can find her art on the Ninja Nuns book. And it's um, an all ages kind of um, Scooby-Doo meets Indiana Jones adventure book. Yeah, I'm going to put um, it up on, a, I'm going to put it on the Word Bros website, see if anybody buys it. Yeah, it's it's an all ages book. Your kids can read it. We try to do something that, that our uh, kids yeah, can read. Yeah, it's good. We got some cool stuff on the site. If you haven't been there, we've got that um that anthology piece we did with Top Cows, the Stairway Anthology, which is like thirty eight stories by nine hundred different creators, all telling cool like sci fi stories. It's really cool. And we did our, a story with Chris Debari on that, who we mentioned in this pod. Yeah, who's going to get talked about in this podcast because he's mm-hmm. doing some stuff with Black Caravan. You can get Metal Shark Bro and Ninja Nuts and all kinds of shit up on the Word Bros page. So go to thewordbros.com, click the little section that says buy our books and boom, bada boom, bada bing, you can get our stuff. Break to your house in the mail. Just like that. So yeah, we got Rich, now we we had Rich Woodall on the podcast, but this week we have the other half of Black Caravan. We have Joseph Schmolke on the pod this week. And just like our books, he's straight to your ears on the Word Bros. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. He's straight to your ears. He comes Just straight like to our your books. Ears. What does that mean? Our books. Does your books come straight to your house? Rich comes straight to your ears. It's like direct delivery. It's a stretch. Is it? It's a stretch. I, yeah. I thought it worked, man. I mean, whatever, dude. We'll leave it up to the audience. Tell us, did Kevin's did Kevin's analogy work? Yes. All right, we'll find out. This week on War Bros, we're talking to Joseph Schmolke, the man-child, the brain master of Black Caravan. Joe, congratulations on everything, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. You guys are like the hottest thing in indie comics right now over there at Black Caravan, dude. That's got to be pretty wonderful. It's it's pretty crazy, and I don't, uh, you know, I could attribute it to like maybe a couple of things, but honestly the way that things have been going with future titles that we're putting out it seems like everything we're we're putting out under that banner is like caught fire so yeah like everything like it's not just one or two things it seems like everything you guys touch turns to gold you got that Midas touch baby how's that feel man you just you just blow you just blow it up (laughs) it's it's do you wake up in the morning and look at the mirror and go like oh god I'm hot shit or do you look in the mirror and go oh what are they all gonna find out I'm a fraud (laughs) 
which yeah, one are you I, uh, I wake up and i go all right what what do i have to get done today is usually how it works so what <laughs> do you think have too hard <laughs> so what do you have to get done today joe is what i'm asking um so today i was uh putting together uh covers for murder hobo okay. and then i was uh doing a page for we don't kill spiders and uh, talking to shops about Cherry Blackbird and Phantom Star Killer, Legendary Edition, and Count Draco Knucklebuster. So I do a lot of mixture of business and artwork during the day. That's cool. And, I mean, and I've got some other variants coming out too. From uh, I, I just did one for um, You Promised Me Darkness by Behemoth Comics. I've heard good things about that book. It's like a David Lynch comic book. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that book. Those dudes over at Behemoth are doing some cool shit too, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about you. Right. <laughs> Joseph right. Schmolke. We're talking about you. So let's let's start, man. You've got like 10 books, it feels like, in in previews this month. Where do you want to which one do you want to start off with first? You want to talk about the next murder hobo? Um uh, sure. Yeah. Out? So we have um we have a new creative uh, team behind Murder Hobo. So on that title in particular, I sort of take a back seat on the art. The thing behind me is like the biggest piece of art I think I've ever done. And it's my connecting covers that I did for the series. And um, so, yeah, we have a new, uh, starting a new title and it's gonna run all year and it's called Murder Hobo Chaotic Neutral. And uh, it's, I'm writing, uh, we've got Jarrett Melendez uh, writing and uh, Steve Levine uh, co-created one of the stories in it. He's uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you ever bought anything turtle related, he might have probably drawn that kind of thing. That's cool. Um, so it's uh, the artists we have on the book right now are Steve Levine, Steve Mardo, uh, Jason Lynch continues to do art, lettering and coloring. And then uh, the new headlining artist is Ryan G. Brown. And he's okay. done covers for me in the past for Starkiller and, and Murder Hobo. And uh, he's just awesome. He does great work. So he's a total get for us. And uh, so he'll be drawing the majority of all the issues this year. That's cool. Now, when you say this year, how many issues are you talking about? How many are you putting out in the calendar year? What are you shooting for? It's four. Four oh, issues that, this year for Murder Hobo Chaotic Neutral. That's yeah. awesome. All right. And so. then um, the next book we have uh, coming up is is Phantom Star Killer uh, Legendary Edition, which is a um, it's all my ink work with spot color, um, like whereas lightsaber was and stuff like that. I I done it uh, digitally in like a red ink or something. Um, so that, that's an 11 by 17. That was the size I drew all the pages at. Uh, and that will be coming out. I, I think people are ordering it now. And then um, uh, we got Broken Souls Ballad, which is by Massimo Rossi. Um, it's kind of like a uh, New Mutants on acid. Uh, instead of them having like superpowers, their, their powers are pretty messed up. Like a kid grows a Rottweiler demon dog out of the side of his body that like runs off and like kills people. And another guy becomes like a gelatinous ooze that burns through like a town and stuff. Um, it, it's dark. It fits our model at Black Caravan. And then we have uh, Black Friday uh, issue two coming out. Uh, that's been a really big hit for us. 
if you haven't read it, it's a wicked cool story. It's it's a perfect three act play in three issues. And it's uh, about this evil that lives underneath like a Walmart superstore. I think it's called Star Mart in the, in the book. And it unleashes this horde of like demons that just start laying waste to everybody. Sounds like and then uh, the the final title that that's being solicited around right now is Cherry Blackbird, which is my book, and um, it's a it's mature audience's book. It's pretty graphic. It's got foul language, drug use, alcohol use, all that kind of stuff, nudity. Um, it's it's got everything. So. I'm excited about that to come out finally in single issue format. I had, um, when cons were still around, I was sort of putting out like a graphic novel version of it, but I've updated it with uh, new lettering and some additional content. I love, I love your definition of everything. <laughs> it's got nudity and violence and drugs and sex and you know, everything like that's a good, that's a good, it's, it's, it's a grindhouse horror comic and it's exploitation at its very finest. So, so it's got everything. It's got everything. That's awesome. <laughs> You're like, I said, your definition of everything is, is stellar. Now let's, let's, um let's talk about where your comics journey began because it feels like, like you guys are just exploding onto the scene with all the stuff you're doing for Black Caravan. But when did you start doing all this stuff, man? Because you are kind of, uh, uh, you can do it all. You write, you letter, you color, you you do it all, man. So like, when did this journey begin for you? Um, so I moved to uh, Maine in 2007. That's when I really started working in comics. Uh, before that, I was living out in Los Angeles, and I was working on reality TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, I kind of dabbled, tried to get a, they used to have a thing called a Xeric Grant, um, and that was run by Peter Laird. And um, so what you would do is you'd make a comic book, you'd submit it, and they would, maybe they would give you money to help you produce your book. And at the time, there wasn't like any print-on-demand places. There was, there was no Kickstarter. Um, not really to speak of at that point. I think maybe they had started, but, you know, it was just starting out. And then um, my friend Tessie, who's the drummer from uh, Dead Boy and the Elephant Men, she did a, a solo project on Kickstarter. And that's how I, I learned about that. Uh, when I moved here to Maine, um, I decided to put together my own, you know, because I saw that there was like this whole subcategory of, of comic books. So I backed a couple just to like check out what the projects looked like and everything. Got some really cool things out of it, some cool comics out of it. And um, so, yeah, then I made this book called The Calamitous Black Devils. It was successfully funded on Kickstarter. And I think that was 2009 at this point. And I had already written this book. I just was waiting for a, a way to put it out. And um, before the Kickstarter launched, I had found a print on demand company figured out what my budget needed to be. And then I raised enough money to not, cause I wasn't planning on taking any of the money for myself. I just wanted to print the book. Um, but I had raised enough to print the first two issues. After issue two came out, I got picked up by a company called Broken Icon Comics. They picked up the whole run of Calamitous Black Devils. And then uh, about four months later, I finished all six issues. We combined them into a graphic novel. And then I had a 
you know, fully published graphic novel that was distributed worldwide. Um, after working with them, um, I, I did another Kickstarter for a book called The Infernal Pact, which ties into Cherry Blackbird, actually. I'll get into that later. But um, And that one was also successfully funded. So I made three issues of that, um, which led into Cherry Blackbird, uh, which was also successfully funded. Like, I think there was two years in between each of these Kickstarters. So I was doing the con circuit, you know, meeting people, um, selling my books and um, getting some signed gigs here and there. Nothing really to speak of. Um, I, I did a couple of cool projects, but nothing like what I'm doing right now. Uh, it was just like, you know, working on my skills, uh, going to to reviews all the time so i was i was meeting with uh you know i met with cb sabaluski at marvel i met with uh, a bunch of the editors at dc comics and shit like that and they were helping me that fred von lente gave me some of the greatest advice I ever did i ever got and he was um reviewing my books so uh you know there was a lot of room for improvement at that time and i took everything uh, that was ever offered to me that was constructive criticism because sometimes you get like an editor that just tells you you suck and you're no good but if they if they had legitimate things like oh you need to work on your backgrounds or you're not setting up enough establishing shot, shots or stuff like that work on your anatomy I listened and I took it to heart and then I improved on those things so which led me to when I did Cherry Blackbird I ended up putting that out and um I met the president of Scout, uh, James Hake, at Emerald City Comic Con when I had just an ash can of it at this time. And uh, I had been like featured in some bleeding cool article for having like an exclusive at the show and they thought it looked cool. So then uh, me and him started talking and uh, initially Scout rejected Cherry Blackbird. Uh, they thought it was too much. Uh, the content was just like something they weren't comfortable with. Um, but they told me next time I had something to come back, you know, like, look, think they were like, you know, tone it down a little bit, make something a little bit more all ages and come this back. Is, this is too much everything for them. It's too much yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, I had just quit my job uh, as an engineer. And then I, I, me and Rich Woodall had become friends over the years. He was always uh, a great person for me to A, get advice from, because he's an amazing artist. And um, B, he wanted to work with something, work with me on something. So we tossed around a couple of different ideas. None of them were really sticking, but I was going to work on my third book, uh, which is, it was like Infernal Pact, Cherry Blackbird, and then it was going to be called The Electric Black. And it was all going to be about um, this void space shop, you know, that like, it, basically it's a pocket dimension. And we reworked it so that it was more me and Rich's invention and not just my invention, because the original proprietor for the electric black was the black hen from Cherry Blackbird. And he's like a goat headed demon guy. So Rich took a crack at like redesigning what we thought the proprietor should look like, we bounced it back and forth and we finally came up with our Julius Black. And then um, we had pitched it to Scout as a horror anthology. But as we started flushing out the story, 
you know, uh, classic tale of like two guys tell you they're going to sell you something and then they give you something else entirely is what we did because we just like like the main story more than just the anthology part of it. Um, and that ended up at the time being the biggest selling book that Scout had ever put out. Nice. nice. Uh, because of our <clears throat> popularity on that title and the fact that me and Rich can color, design, write, you know, do our own artwork and all this other stuff. Um, James uh, had approached us about opening or starting our own imprint. I initially didn't want to do it, but Rich really did. And so, um, you know, we decided, you know, as long as we were together on it, we could do this because, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work trying to like be a creator, be a, and make your own books and then promote other people and start a brand. So, um, but when we got sunk, you know, when we started talking about starting this imprint, the first thing that came to mind was I had been working with, uh, Peter Goral from called, he calls himself killer bootlegs. And he had made this toy called Phantom Star Killer, And so, um, me and him had struck up a relationship and we were friends for a couple of years and I was doing card art for his super seven action figures that he was putting out. And, um, he always had this little paragraph on the back that was sort of this like pretty flashy story. And I'm like, do you really have like a story for this guy? And he's like, oh yeah. And I got more characters too. And this is what it's about. I was like, oh, we got to make a comic book about this. So um, that was the first property we basically picked up was Phantom Starkiller. And um, I, you know, I, I convinced James that it was going to be a big deal and all this other stuff. And it ended up being the biggest book that Scout now has ever produced is Phantom Starkiller. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> so when we launched our Black Caravan line, um, I had gone to a convention in uh, Swansea, Massachusetts, which is the home to like Craig Russo. Oddly enough, I used to spend summers there. My stepfather uh, was from that town as well. Now, is that on the sign of Swansea, Massachusetts, home of Craig Russo? Because that would be pretty rad. No, no. I, Maybe I, we actually, can. I think, I think, I think he <laughs> he might actually live in Fall River. God, but I don't it. want him to get mad and be like, "No, I don't live in Fall River." Because <laughs> there are towns around here where, like, kind of be bad news bears. You know what I mean? Like, we we've got a town called Lowell in Massachusetts. That uh -huh. place is kind of a dump. Oh wow, but, you're I just mean, going hot on right Lowell, huh? Wait, just, they made just, a documentary about it. It's called High on Crack Street. You, if, oh if I if I could show you the demographics for Lowell on our podcast right now, you're gonna have people pitchforks and torches marching. Are there down really the a street. lot of people from Lowell? No, So, and in Maine, we've got we've got a couple of towns that are have like bad reputations like that. But now I live in Maine, so I'm not gonna. Not going to name those towns. They know who they are. Anyway, uh, Fall River. No, no, no. And New name, Bedford names, name names. Those. Names, name, names, names. <laughs> Fall River and New Bedford have those kind of reputations. Anyways, so back, we're at Swansea, Mass. Craig Russo invites me to his house for a cookout. And this is before COVID hit. So um, obviously, I mean, the, I don't. Yeah. But it was starting. Yeah. It was starting. It was like, it, 
I think this convention was in like February of last year. So like it was already starting to spread, but it hasn't hit the East coast yet. So I go to his house um, and I get into his, his library, his office where he works and it's all Perhapanot stuff, which is the book that he's been working on for like, you know, like a decade or something. And I was like, wow, you know, how come, are you, are you still making this book? And he goes, oh, well, we had a thing with Dark Horse, but that like fell apart. And then we had a thing with Image, but that fell apart. And I was just like, but you're going to keep making this, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's really good friends with Rich. So I went back to, to Rich and I was like, listen, man, it's it's in the category of stuff that we do. It's a little bit more all ages than what we do, but like it, you know, it's about cryptozoology, like monsters flying through space and fighting shit, you know? And um, so Rich was like, yeah, all right, we'll pick that up. So we had, now we have Phantom Starkiller, Electric Black, and Perhapanauts. That was our initial uh, titles that we were putting out. And then Massimo had submitted uh, Broken Souls Ballad to us, which at one point he tried to name it uh, Hell is for Kids. And we told him he couldn't do that because that's a terrible name. (laughs) And then... um, uh, so that, those were the first four titles that we had picked up. And, and then, you know, we started getting submissions. Uh, since it's me and Rich uh, and, and James, uh, he's like the third man in, in our group because he's the president of Scout. He's also the president of Black Caravan. Um, we, we each have like one property that we have the right to just pick up without the other guys agreeing on it. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So James picked up the shepherd. He brought it to us. Um, so then we had that, uh, and Andrea Molinari is like a super passionate creator. Uh, the shepherd is totally within our wheelhouse. It, it belongs at our, uh, imprint and, uh, it, super dark book about a guy whose son overdoses, then he commits suicide to go into the afterlife and guide his son through the afterlife. I mean, it's, it's pretty out there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, my book that I picked up after I, I saw a couple pages of it was John Clark's Black Friday, um, which is the book that's out now. And uh, then uh, Rich had picked up another book, but ended up falling apart for whatever reason. Like that Rich Woodall <laughs> figures. Rich tried to do the right thing and pick up something that he thought was cool. And the team that was working on it just ended up not being so so basically what you're saying is Woodall's the dead weight here. Oh no, he's awesome. No, he's, I... <laughs> Rich is Rich has got a lot of like first off, he is my sounding board. Um if he thinks something's like really a piece of dog shit, uh-huh. it is. You know, yeah. Rich is a good guy. Um, I'm just I'm breaking his stones because we had him on the podcast a couple months ago. That's all. Oh, um, right on. Yeah, yeah, Rich is Rich is a good dude, man. I like Rich a lot. And and he's like our the at Black Caravan, he does pretty much all the design and layouts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I do some of that crap, but like he just knows Illustrator better than I do. And so I just push it on to and him. it sounds like i mean this thing has been so far so good a recipe for success you guys have like the midas touch man everything you touch it turns to gold it's really beautiful to see i mean i'm every day i just kind of you know you, there's new things popping up on your timelines and in your feeds and stuff and it's all about black caravan taking over the world that's got to be a great feeling it it is you know that we're in this to make comic books right and i feel like we're doing exactly what we want to do so that that makes us feel good of course um 
we're, we're also um, me and, and Killer, um, Peter Goral and James and uh, Don Hanfield have started a toy company, which you guys are aware of because I've seen you guys posting the, uh, the drawings that uh, yeah. Ben yeah. Aslan did of the turnarounds. So uh, tracker collectibles, um, we're, right now we're in the process of Stabity Bunny is here in the US. It's going through customs right now. That's cool. So um, Peter is actually heading down to Florida to meet the trucks and stuff when they deliver the the bundle of of uh, stuffed stabity bunnies that are coming in. That's That'll awesome. Be the first toy that we put out. Bundle of bunnies. Yeah, and then um, right now we're making a murder hobo, um, uh, thirty two to thirty five inch uh, miniatures, gaming miniatures, that you can incorporate into any game. Uh, so they. It comes two miniatures per pack. The first one comes with these two, Spectra and Roddy. And uh, they come with a playing card and stuff that tell you what their special abilities can be used. You can use them in Warhammer. You can use them in Dungeons and Dragons, Zombicide, whatever. That's awesome. Uh, and those will probably be available by this summer. That's awesome. Um, so we're actually getting the full prototype back Um think next week or something like that you know it's serious when there's a prototype that's when you're yeah and they're they're fully packaging it and stuff jason is doing all the packaging art i do all the write-ups for it i do the art direction for it uh, we hired this really amazing um 3d sculptor his name's willie cow uh he lives out in los angeles so he's he's currently sculpting this guy okay or Droth. so that's cool that one will be coming next um and then uh, we're also doing the 375s. Uh, that's, that's a much bigger project. It's going to take a longer time to put that all together because it's not just one figure. We're putting out a whole set at mm -hmm. once. So, and uh, for anybody that doesn't know about a Build-A-Figure, Metal Shark Bro is supposed to be the Build-A-Figure. That's the hot rumor so, on the street. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the five figures that we're doing are, um, we're doing a figure from White Ash. We're doing uh, a figure from the Electric Black. We're doing a figure from Phantom Star Killer, um, the Mall, and Cut Coast. And then oh, each yeah. one of those figures comes with a piece of Metal Shark, and he's bigger than the rest when it's all put together. Oh, that's cute! And uh, we haven't had the chance to personally thank you for including us on this thing, but. Thank you very Thank much you. for including. Peter calls it toyetic, right? We uh -huh. look for things that are toyetic, things that you that you can look at, and you're like, I want to own that thing. Yes. I want to play with that thing. Metal Shark, uh, the Ninja Nuns, all these things are very toyetic. So, it's, you know, it's because Kevin and I and Walter are children and we want to play with our own creations. <laughs> I mean, that's at the end of the day, if like, if you can't have an action figure, your own stuff, what do you even do in this shit for, man? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you said it best earlier that, that we're in this to make comics and if other things come along the way, then so be it. Yeah, that's for, cool. For you guys, it has been so be it because you guys hooked up with the dudes from, um, uh, Rick and Morty for your Electric Black show, correct? Yeah, so we that's have amazing, a deal going dude! Congratulations! With... Thanks, yeah. thanks. Yeah, I was just talking to um, the management team yesterday because um, Hollywood moves very slow, 
you know, we have a year long contract with them. That's to bring the show to sort of a point of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, right now it's, it's looking for a big name writer to sort of be the showrunner for this thing in Hollywood. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a Hollywood script writer. I'm not going to pretend to be that. Uh, I want to learn, cool. you know, but, um, so we're that that's where we're at right now with Starburns. Um, and then uh, we have another potential pickup happening with um, Murder Hobo. Nice. Perhaps. Nice. Yeah. Uh, because we, we had signed, um, nothing really seemed to come from it. So um, <laughs> Which is... I know somebody, I know people are in the wings waiting to sort of swoop in. That's so, cool, man. It's just because when you said Hollywood moves slow, it seems like, yes, Hollywood moves slow. Comics move slow. This whole process moves slow. And it, sometimes you have to kind of take a step back and just remember like, hey, man, this just, it just, it, it takes time, you know? It, yeah. t- it takes yeah, a lot of time sure. to have that perspective. It takes, it, you know, it, it says your internet connection is unstable. Mine. So, All right, we'll keep... I'm probably freezing up on you, aren't I? No, you're no. fine. It might be mine, but you're yeah, okay. It could be mine, though. So we're all pointing <laughs> fingers at each other. It's like a game of Clue. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like these things take a long time to do, man. And 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 you've been in this game for a long time, so you know what's up. Yeah. Uh, so my, my I was taken in by a family when I was around sixteen uh, in Massachusetts, and I have you know I consider him like a brother. Uh, his name's Aaron Stanford, and he's uh, he's Pyro in the X Men films. Oh, so no. uh, when I lived out in California, you know, I was crashing at his pad originally, and then moved out, um, uh, got my own apartment type thing. But um, he he's kind of hipped us to a couple of writers too, and so it's good it's good to have those sort of connections. And I, I have no illusions about like you know what some of this stuff means yeah so right. I, I know it's going to take a while but once you get over certain humps uh things tend to move very quickly at that point that's cool and at the end of the day it's just hopefully it helps you move comics yeah and make more comics yeah yeah uh that that's the name of the game right now is trying to like make sure all of our books like do well and so we, we try to the best of our ability to promote everything that's under our banner and you know we make sure we read everything. We got some cool stuff coming up. Too, <laughs> we make sure we read everything. Year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I really dig the fact that I was telling, we were even telling Rich this too, that when we had him on, I really like the fact that your line is so curated. I feel like sometimes some of these smaller publishers, they just kind of turn into IP farms waiting for something to hit, you know? So I dig the fact that yours is very much like, okay, we're going to do, very focused. Yeah. we're going to do, we're going to do horror and sci-fi and we're going to do, eight books a year, eight titles, and we're going to do those eight books a year really, really well. I think that's a great way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to overload ourselves. So literally we've stopped taking any more uh, new titles for this year, but we've already signed two for next year. So, and and those look really promising. We have, we have one more, uh, well, July is our big month this year. We have Count Draco Knuckle Duster coming out, which is our sequel to Phantom Star Killer. We have Gods of Brutality, which is Rich's book that he yeah. writes, uh, and Mark um, Wessler. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a rock star that like he ends up in hell. He prays to Odin and Zeus, and they send their sons 
to save this rock star. So it it's pretty like um, if you're a fan of just like high action and heavy metal and stuff like that, it's it's pretty fun. That's awesome. Um, and then my own book, We Don't Kill Spiders, which is a um, a Viking detective who's faithless. Um, teams up with a necromantic witch and they're trying to solve a serial murder in a fjord in early viking era that whole explanation just made my head explode like there's <laughs> there were so many awesome concepts and words in that statement that i was like i like all of those things i never thought they would all go together well <laughs> it's a it's a very personal project for me and i like i haven't worked on a book all by myself since cherry blackbird um which if you're not aware i i I made that years ago. It's being put out now. Uh, we don't kill spiders is being made now. So uh, it, it's, it's got a different vibe and quality to it. I think it, you know, I think you'll be able to see it that like, this is what three years of somebody um, chronically producing work looks like. That's awesome. So, um, it, so those three titles are coming out in July. Um, we also have uh a title called Phantasmagoria, which will be coming out sometime over the summer. And that is from a group of guys in Italy. And then uh, the big book that we're putting out in October, well, we have two things. Uh, we have uh, The Electric Black, uh, the continuation. Issue four uh, ended on a cliffhanger. And then we made Electric Black Presents. And um, which is all origin tales from the different characters from the Electric Black. So this book coming out in October is called Electric Black Dark Caravan. And it's all about, originally it was called Black Caravan, but we ended up naming our company that. So, because uh, we thought it was <laughs> cool. Uh, so it's Dark Caravan and it's a, it's an oversized book. It's, it's around 58, 62 pages, something like that. Uh, me and Rich draw, half of it and the other half is being drawn by carl moline from buffy oh, cool. the vampire slayer and frey oh, that's cool He's, that's awesome and he might be coming on uh as the regular artist of the electric black next year that's awesome that's awesome so that's so, one anyway. book we've got coming out and, and then, then the other one is called swamp dogs and swamp oh, okay. dogs i won't tell you about it we're doing a big uh reveal of the title in july um, there'll be an ash can that comes out around San Diego Comic-Con. If they have it, are they doing San Diego Comic-Con this year? No, no, they they, they did cancel it, but we're going to okay. do an online event. Um, oh, that's cool. Black Caravan is at least. We're going to like do a whole like couple days where we do live videos and reveal all this stuff. So, um, and we'll probably, you know, I'll be vaccinated by then. So as long as we can all get vaccinated. We might just throw like a party or something at the studio. Word. That's right, awesome. I'll, I'll be there. Just <laughs> shoot me the invitation and I'll be there. So yeah, that's what we got this year. Um, that, that province of madness book looks great too. Every time I see that, Dude, one. it, it came out. It's so beautiful. Um, and Oh yeah. So Providence of madness, that whole team is coming back to do, and, and that's coming up. It, it falls in between the current solicitation in July. So that's why I missed it, but it's called tales told in techno horror and it's a biannual book. So they're putting out two issues a year and uh, they have a Patreon for it, but they're giving us some additional content and uh, it's super cool. 
it's uh christian's work he's like one of the best horror artists christian's the best we we work with christian we like christian he's incredible kieran's a great writer and then simon's just like one of these colorists who i've seen pull so many people's biscuits out of the fire with his coloring so it's a great team and uh when you say biscuits do you mean american biscuits or do you mean crackers (laughs) i mean (laughs) simon's uh, english i've seen some of the work (laughs) that doesn't look that great and he makes it look great. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being ridiculous. He's talking both biscuits. Both kinds works, of biscuits. Works on both sides of the pond, my friend. Both Cheddar biscuits. Cheddar biscuits. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. Is that where <laughs> but, you're going uh, at? Is that where you're yeah, going that, after all this clears up? You're going to Red Lobster for some Cheddar Biscuits, bro? Is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that team is awesome. We're really lucky to have them. And I, I, told Christian, you know, anything he wants to put out through our title, through our banner, he's always welcome. Yeah. He, he does really quality work. Of course. And that that's a good eye on you to tell Christian Jabari to do that. Cause I'm sure he'll take you up on it. And like I said, man, you guys are just crushing it. So congratulations to you dudes. We just wanted to have you guy have you on the pod because we already had Rich on. So we wanted to talk to the other half of black hair. What did he say about me? He said that you were, <laughs> That you were the dead weight. That you were the best guy in the whole wide world. He, he said lots, lots of and nice things. You yes. look smashing in a beanie, and by God, he was right. He was, he was right, Joseph. <laughs> if he I took me. this off, it's just like a rat's nest up there. I mean, who are you talking to, baby? Look at this. I can... <laughs> like, yeah, but you've got all your hair. That. I'm like bald up here, ah, and it's okay. not regular bald. It's like weird, irregular pattern baldness. It doesn't look right. But you look cool in a beanie. You look so great in a beanie. Thanks, man. Keep that up. <laughs> Keep that up. Now, um, there was one more thing that I wanted to ask you, but I totally, I totally forgot about it. So, oh, you said you were going to start doing your Joseph talks to people thing again. Is that really going to happen? Because I believe I was one of your first guests, and then you never yeah. did it again. Yeah, you were. Uh, yeah. So, what happened is my, my, you know, we have a studio. Me and uh, Jason Lynch, the other name up here, um, we have a studio in Westbrook. In a, in a mill building, we've got these gigantic ceilings and stuff. It's actually the same building that Ben Bishop's in as well. Okay. So we, we all kind of like hang out and stuff. Uh, we always test. We do a lot of testing. But um, yeah, so he's got a green screen and stuff. And he was just like, man, you should do your Joe talks to people. And he kept riding my ass about it. And I was like, no one wants to see me. He's like, no, no, but you can talk about the books you got coming up and stuff. And I was like, all right, maybe like once or twice a month, we'll do it. Yeah. So that's why I posted online because Jason was hammering on me about it. So I was like, I had fun doing that with you guys. It was wild because I thought um, Lynch was going to have the FBI kicking my door in because that dude was saying some wild shit at at the time. And I was like, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) Jason's pretty unhinged, man. (laughs) <laughs> i mean he's your boy so you can say that. i don't know him like that and if he is unhinged i'm not gonna say that shit he's cool with me that dude is straight but yeah he was saying some buck wild shit and i told my wife when i was done i was like that was the craziest shit i've ever been a part of and i thought that's why they went away shortly thereafter because even you had this look of like holy shit <laughs> dude i have like literally I have to like put a muzzle on him sometimes. I'm just like, coming out of your face. <laughs> he he's a mad genius. The guy is super talented. Uh, he's a sweet person, you know. But he just he does not give two fucks. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he does. It was funny because I was watching some of that at work, and like I was just sitting because like I work 
at the time I worked from my car, I was doing sales. And so like, I was watching it and I couldn't watch it all. And I came back and then Bobby called and he's like, did you hear? And I was like, no, it seemed like all just like you guys were having fun and everything. And then I go away and, and like, and I missed all the, all the cool stuff. He was <laughs> dropping grenades, just like, whoosh, just watching shit blow up. And like, damn, this, this is buck wild as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, but it was, it was, it, it was that, com- but it was to be fair, it was that conversation and that interaction with other creatives that kind of got Kevin and I back to doing word bros on a regular basis. Cause we had taken a very long time off, but during the pandemic, we're like, fuck, I just miss talking to people I like. At, at cons and yeah, stuff. I just yeah. missed the interaction. So we started doing word bros again. So you were part of that, uh, that Renaissance. So thank you. Oh. Yeah, no, the reason I stopped doing it was because I was getting wasted and then doing it. And like, I had to, I had to like wipe one of them totally out because I was just like, like falling all over the place. And I was like, wow, this is like turned into a bad recipe. I drink when I do it and then I'm just, yeah. yeah is it is it because you get tense because i used to i used to drink when we, we no it was just no dude it was like the beginning of the pandemic like i was in lockdown i was like fuck this i'm getting drunk and you did and you i did, did. <laughs> yeah no i i've uh you know i've learned to cope a little bit healthier with myself uh in that aspect well now so. you don't have time to worry about anything else you got all these fucking comics to make now that does is, not stop me from drinking but that kind of leads into my next question this will be the last one before we let you go how do you handle the pressure of dealing with other people's kind of hopes and dreams because you're not just making your own books at this point like people are coming to you with their like big grand ideas and going help me make this a reality is that a lot of pressure for you or you think you're handling it well well, um, you know, we haven't had to be rude to anybody. Um, That's cool. That's good. I mean, we, 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 we don't pick up everything that gets thrown at us either. We're Again, I've told this to several people. It's just like what we're doing, it, it either works for us or it doesn't. And if you don't work for it, you know, if it doesn't work with us, uh, we're just two fucking guys who cares what we think, you know, go somewhere else with it. Yeah. Like, that's all. It's not that your work is bad or, and I've, I've given criticism to a couple of people, but it's never anything but constructive. I'm not going to tear somebody down. No, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that part, but what I'm saying is once you guys pick up a book. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Honestly, we, we, we're pretty lenient once we pick you up because we know what you're capable of doing. There's Uh, been like one or two instances where we're like, like I was telling you when, we got Broken Souls Ballad. They told it it was called Broken Souls Ballad. And then they're like, hey, check out our new title for it. And it was like, Hell is for Kids. And I was like, no, it's not. What about Hell is for, what about, what about hell is for Children? That's a really great song. If, if, you, if you're Pat Benatar, that works. That's a great I, song. Yeah, I, I was just like, nah. But, and that happens sometimes. But, you know, we're not ever going to do anything to our creators to hurt their product. Mm-hmm. We're only in this to help them make a successful book so if we tell you that like you know that needs to be fixed it's it's only because we're trying to help it, trust me i don't want anybody sticking their finger in in my pie i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to do that to somebody else and i'm never going to try and hurt any of the people that i pick up i love all these people that they, they've done nothing but cool stuff for us with us you know yeah well that's awesome well joe Thank you so much. Where can we find you on social media, man? Um, Instagram at Schmalky. Um, 
I post there pretty frequently. I have a um, Joseph Schmalky Storyteller Facebook page. I do not take uh, friends on my regular page. Um, I'm going to be calling that back because uh, got weird people starting to look at pictures of my kids and stuff, and my yeah, wife's yeah, not yeah, okay yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you can you can always follow me on those two. They're just open forums for people to come in, and I do communicate with people. So if you if you have questions, you want to work with me, you want to submit a, a book or something like that. That's how you you can reach out to me. Word. All right, dude. Well, congratulations, man. You've got so much coming up. You want to recap what's in previews right now? Just get it out there so people. Yeah, can go yeah. So um, murder hobo, chaotic neutral. Oh, and we have the murder hobo compendium. Ooh, ooh. That's but it's C-U-M. Oh, I fit, yeah. I it doesn't sound fancy. It comes uh, yeah, with a wraparound. The actual cover itself is Richard the Dick Monster. Uh-huh. And if you flip it over, it's his butthole. Okay. But uh, we covered it up with a condom wrapper type setting. So that's uh, if you want to see the cover, you have to buy it and then take it out of the bag. And then you can, then you can see it. <laughs> that's pretty brilliant for all uh, you butthole lovers out there. <laughs> yeah, it's it collects both. Um, oh, so you get two all in at the dragon that's shaft good. and um, broken, beaten, and buggered. So oh, those awesome. two issues are in the one, and it's a magazine format. It's a larger format. Nice. So that's nice. that's that's up for a solicitation through Scout Direct right now. You can only buy that particularly because it's it's a little it's a little it's iffy much for yeah. the content. And then uh, Chaotic Neutral is, uh, you can order that. Um, and then we have um, Cherry Blackbird coming up. We have uh, Black Friday number two. Mm-hmm. Black Friday number two is a bloodbath. So number one, sort of like the build up, and then you get a, you get a huge payoff in issue two. So nice. issue two. Um, then we have uh, Broken Souls Ballad number one not chill, not got, hell is for children not hell is for children yeah. Bo- yeah. broken souls ballot <laughs> and then we have uh the big thing is the 11 by 17 inch uh phantom star killer legendary edition which is just a inked it's the black and white inks um on the page the size that i created them it does have all the lettering and stuff so you can read the story that way but it's a coffee table art book so nice. So that's what's available. And then next month, keep your eyes open for Tales Told in Techno Horror. All right. Well, right. Joseph, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. And your success couldn't happen, couldn't happen to a better dude. So congratulations. Thanks. And we'll hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Later, dude. Thank you. what a guy what a dude it's like they're taking over comics man like every day you see more social media stuff and about their books and all i couldn't be happy and action figures and everything yeah. and then and then and then tv show announcements those yeah. guys are doing great it's those amazing guys are, those guys are doing really well man so congratulations to the dudes from black caravan joseph and rich but we had joseph on today good guy man really happy that he stayed up late and uh, and gave us some good conversation we really appreciate it it was a lot of fun 
I kept having to turn my mic off because it's the allergy season. So like, I didn't want to be snuffling and snuffling and <laughs> rubbing my nose and stuff. So if we post this video, if you see me go into my nose a lot, I didn't develop a, a cocaine habit at the end of the uh, pandemic. I'm just wiping my nose because I hate this time. Of or year. maybe, or maybe just to make it like interesting, you had one of those like total recall trackers where you have to like stick that thing way up your nose to get it out and then make Arnold noises as you pull it out. I'll get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> Great movie. It is. I haven't seen it in a while, but I haven't, I've never seen the Colin Farrell one, but I, I did. It wasn't, I didn't like it as much. That's just me though. How could you like it more than the Arnold version? I didn't like it as much. I'm just It wasn't awful, but I didn't like it as much. It wasn't as, it didn't, it didn't like fire on all cylinders like the Arnold version. The Arnold version so quick. <laughs> I love, what's his name? What's his name? Quattro? Yeah, it's Quattro. Yeah. Or, it's not Quattro. It's, it's Quattro. 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 And, <laughs> when the guy opened his jacket, it was just like, like his head was, I was like, whoa, that's, that's, that's weird. That's, that was a cool weird. reveal, though. It was like, okay. <laughs> Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> no one who rips this. See you at the party, Richter. Consider this a divorce. Yeah, I love that movie so much. Yeah, we also love Black Caravan. We love Richwood All. We love Joseph Schmalky. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, We really appreciate them coming on. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. I don't know who we have on next week. Um, I think we have Russell Nolte on next week. So that'll be cool. And uh, so, yeah, man. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast. We've done really well recently with the numbers and stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for downloading and sharing it on social media and all that stuff. We really appreciate it. We will talk to you guys next week. Kevin, do you have any parting words before we go? No, I don't. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep listening. Keep downloading. And leave a rating and review. We like five-star ratings. Five-star, baby. Only five stars. Yeah, don't we don't want none of that four star shit. Yeah, we don't need a three star like you guys are just kind of okay. Because yeah. we know cause, that. Because if you're gonna either five star or one star, get off the fucking fence. <laughs> yeah, either hate us or love us. We're okay with either one. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, the wordbros.com.